Welcome to the Private Practice with Soul podcast. My name is Dr. Brooklyn Storm and I help private practice owners align their business back with their soul's calling, with their big vision and with their soul's purpose. Unlike other private practice coaches, I've traveled the world in search of spiritual resources, spiritual tools, education and information so that you can have the transformation that your soul desires and needs so that you can up-level your business. How much fun is this? I love it so much. Guys, if you're not already a member of the Private Practice Monthly Mentorship Group, please check out the show notes. I would love for you to be there. In the meantime, thank you so much for pushing play today. Let's begin. Good morning, everybody. Welcome to another episode of the Private Practice with Soul podcast. I'm your host, Dr. Brooklyn Storm, and I want to say thank you again. I know I say it all the time, but I mean it. Thank you so much for pushing play on another episode. Thanks to everybody who's watching uh, the podcast through YouTube. And also, wow, what a response to the last episode. I know I was a little bit um, risque. I went out there, didn't I? And (laughs) shared some stuff. But do you know what? You were just amazing about it all. And I've loved hearing your stories. Honestly, I thought that I was the only one that had had that experience of someone sitting on the end of the bed, but turns out I wasn't (laughs) by a long shot. So that was really interesting. And I've loved, 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 loved hearing people's journeys about how they connected with their intuition and how, you know, what they see, what they see as different between intuition and some of that sort of psychic awareness like that just knowing and uh you know the similarities and the differences between that knowing or that clear cognizance and being in a session with a client and kind of having a, a sense of knowing about where where they're at what, how they're feeling you know all those sorts of beautiful things it opened up this really amazing discussion so we very well may revisit that at some point in the future So I know I've been a little bit quiet this week, haven't I? But there's a reason for that. I've been doing um, some PD in my coaching and I have been, well, loving it. Yes, because you know me, I value learning and and expansion because (laughs) when I learn, I get to share all the best bits of that learning with my clients. So I love that so much. But the days have been super long. I mean, we've been starting at nine o'clock, but it's all on Zoom. It's gone for six days. We start at nine, but really they have these breakout rooms at 8.30 where you're meant to connect with, you know, other members in your mastermind. So really 8.30 turns into, (laughs) you know, quarter past eight because you've got to get up and make yourself look nice and presentable now. (laughs) And uh, it finishes really late. Well, I'm showing my age now. 6.30 is not really late, is it? But does anything ever finish on time? Sometimes, yes, but in this case, no, because the content we're learning is so juicy. So, of course, everybody's got questions. And normally, just between you and I, normally I leave when people start asking the questions. Like, I just take that as my cue to sort of quietly make my exit. But the questions are so, 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 so good. So I end up staying and then, yeah, I'm not finishing till, <laughs> you know, 7.30, 8 o'clock. And then there's homework. And the homework is always you've got to do this uh, assessment. 
and it's online and they do it on a Google Doc and it self-scores and it sends the scores off to the to the people who are running it and, oh, you know, so there's, there's pressure and then um, you have to watch all these videos and each video goes for about half an hour <laughs> and then there's all these research articles that you've got to read and do you know what, like, don't tell anybody but the first day I just thought, I'm exhausted. I don't have time to stay up now and watch all these videos and, um, you know, to, to read all of these articles. Plus, my brain is fried because I've been learning new stuff for, <laughs> for so many hours. And um, I just said to myself, do you know what? I don't think they said it was mandatory, so I'm just not going to do it. I will do that on the weekend. I will just catch up on everything in the weekend. And then what ended up happening was on Tuesday, <laughs> Tuesday morning, off we go into the breakout rooms with our mastermind and our trainers and we're all asked about the homework. <laughs> so lesson learned, have to do the homework. So yeah, it's been really hard for me to be present on social for you because I've just been so caught up in in all of this I'm loving it but man my brain is fried I'm at the point now where it's no longer going in uh, I'm going to have to give myself some time to let it all sink in um, but the really cool thing about it is because of COVID all of this got um, delivered online which has just been amazing because I live maybe just over an hour away from the city, so I haven't had to deal with driving into the city, driving home, you know, that's been fantastic, or, or getting hotels and all of that. So it's been fantastic in that way. Very, very um, thankful for that. Anyway, in other news, Gabe has been a superstar. He's been by my side the whole time. It's like he's been in lockdown in my study. <laughs> he just stays with me the whole time. Bless him. And the other thing is um, I just wanted to share with anybody who may be on a weight loss journey, just totally aside from what we're going to talk about today, but I feel like sharing with people who may understand I started this weight loss journey, right? <laughs> At the start of the year, I said no more processed foods. Well, of course, that lasted 17 days. Um, and now, like, I've developed this hankering for cheds. You know those biscuits with the cheese on them? Oh, so good. Anyway, uh, for the last week, I decided I'm going to download my fitness pal and I'm going to track my calories and I'm going to track my weight. And it was really a big step, right? And I had to be super disciplined, but I was motivated. I'm motivated away from things, not towards. So I'm the sort of person that I need to see the number in order to trigger that, oh, I need to do something about this. I'm not the one that's going to put the picture of skinny me on the on the fridge or healthy me on the fridge and, and aim for that night. I like to move away <laughs> from where I am. So anyway, I was super disciplined and I stuck to it and I did it all and I had my two litres of water and I had fruit and I had vegetables and I swapped pizza every night for grilled fish every night and did all of that. I swapped potato chips for salad, everything. I was so excited to jump on the scales. Oh, and I've got a, a weight loss coach now, right? Yes, I've just invested $5,000 in a weight loss coach. This is how serious I am. And uh, anyway, uh, I jump on the scales this morning and guess what? I've gained half a kilo. So yeah, don't worry, I didn't cry or anything like that. But I mean, man, 
oh, has that ever happened to you? Like, am, please tell me I'm not the only one who's gone on a diet and gained weight. I'm, I'm sure I can't be the only one. But, oh, it's so frustrating. How did you get over it? Like, if you've got a special tip, let me know. <laughs> anyway, today, what we're talking about, it's 8.24. I've got to get ready to go into my breakout room soon. But um, let me put this together for you. So here's the thing. I was thinking about my weight loss journey and uh, yes, this has all come to me this morning in the last 10 or 15 minutes. I was thinking about my weight loss journey and I was thinking about these, I want to say silly smart goals because here's here's my thing. I've got, oh, I, I don't like them. I learned about smart goals in the 80s, all right? I was in high school. I learned about smart goals. I'm now 47, why are people still talking about smart goals? <laughs> I don't get it. Anyway, um, as you know, they've been around for a long, 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 long time. And um, I'm not saying that there's anything wrong with them, but I'm going to share my impression of a smart goal. And I'm going to give you something else that I think is going to be a zillion times more powerful for you than a smart goal. You're going to love it. Okay. <laughs> so for those of you who haven't heard of the term smart goal, it each letter of the word stands for something different. So it goes specific, measurable, attainable, realistic, and time-guided. So basically the idea is when you write out a goal, like I want to manifest, manifest, sorry, I still got spirituality on the brain. Let's say I want to call in five referrals this week. People who love smart goals will probably say, well, let's unpack that and take a little bit further. You know, so is it specific? Yes, it's five goals. Um, is it measurable? Yes, it's five goals. Is it achievable? Who knows? Um, well, of course, you and I are going to say yes, because we believe in manifesting that everything's possible. There's already an abundance of clients out there for us. Is it uh, realistic? Yes. And is it time guided? Yes. So actually, that was a really bad example that I used. Let's say a different example might be, I want to lose weight. Okay. Smart goal people would say, that's not a great example of a goal. That's not going to help you achieve it. Let's break that down. Is it specific? No. A more specific goal would be how much weight do you want to lose? Is it measurable? No. We need to know how much weight. Is it achievable? Well, we don't know what you're aiming for yet, so we don't know. Is it realistic? Again, we don't know what it's too vague. Is it time guided? No, you haven't put a date on it. So a smart goal would be something like, I want to lose five kilo within six months and da, 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 right now because I was I don't know what generation I am I think and maybe I'm generation Z or something I don't know I was born in 74 whatever that means um, but we learned then about it was all like in the 80s everything was sort of like big shoulder pads and all these women big shoulder pads it was you know nine to five it was dynasty big hair big shoulder pads women were coming out women were moving into the workforce and this is really important because um, it was around this time that all the smart goal stuff began filtering into the curriculum at high schools it started to become a thing it was a buzzword it was in magazines it was on the media it was it was everywhere every man and his dog was doing smart goals and so when you grow up thinking this is how you should do your goals and you write out your goal like that and then you fail. <laughs> well, what's a different word? You don't achieve the goal. <laughs> um, that can leave you feeling pretty, you know, not great <laughs> because you think, 
wow, I had this formula and I followed the formula and it still didn't work. Or, um, you know, in my case, it was like I kept setting smart goals, but didn't take any action. (laughs) Um, Or, you know, something would happen that would throw me away, of course, and then I'd be back to setting a smart goal. And so my relationship with this idea of smart goals became really, 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 um, you know, I became resistant. And when I started working with my, I could call him my fat coach, but (laughs) affectionately, (laughs) I call him my fat coach. When I started working with my fat coach, uh, he was saying to me, hey, you know what? We should set a smart goal. And I I felt myself like shut down and I was like oh no this is not happening and I just said to him do you know what I can't do this <laughs> I'm not doing I'm not doing a smart goal Chris it is not happening <laughs> so anyway we ended up doing other things which is all fine and well and good but you know me I'm reflective and often I'm not really great at thinking on the spot like I don't like arguing with people I don't like conflict I didn't grow up in a household with conflict or arguing so when people want to you know attack me or something like that I never really know what to do I don't know the rules of that game um when I grew up it was more about if something wasn't going your way you talked it out like you discuss it and you deal with it and that's just what you do so all this stuff about like you know we see it on Facebook a lot you know trolling and bickering and sarcasm that's all foreign to me I I don't know how to play that game anyway um, being reflective and being someone who likes to you know my thing is I say to people thank you for bringing this to my attention. I'll get back to you. And I give them a time. I say tonight or tomorrow or something like that. Anyway, that's how I handle stuff. So I just thought I'd throw that in in case you're like me. (laughs) So I give myself space and I let them know that I'm, I'm going to reflect on it. Just give me a moment. Because otherwise, if I say something in the heat of the moment, not knowing the rules of the game, because it's not my nature to be like that, I say the wrong thing and then it inflames things and then you get stuck in it. And yeah, no, not interested in doing that. So, What do I do now? Well, I was thinking about this smart goal stuff during the week and I thought to myself, being reflective, uh, if smart goals aren't going to work work for me and I'm not feeling that connection, like I just can't get into it, what would work for me? Like if I got to create my own thing <laughs> instead of a smart goal that felt more current, more modern, more me, like what would that look like and you know what I created something and I'm going to share it with you today because I want you to have a play around with this if you're somebody who struggles with a smart goal hang on one second I'm just going to cough okay so first of all here's my thing about why smart goals don't work for me and I think I understand why they might not work for some of you Let me give you my insight here and I'll be happy to know what you think as well. Here's what I think. (laughs) I think a SMART goal is very masculine. I think it's very that masculine energy. There's nothing wrong with the masculine energy, but there's an absence of the feminine and that therein lies the problem. For example, think about it. Just the word SMART, is that a feminine energy word? No. And then we've got specific, measurable, achievable, realistic, time guide. 
they're not feminine words. They're not feminine energy concepts. That is all masculine, right? It's all masculine. And I feel now I can see that, you know, I had this light bulb moment and I was like, oh my gosh, everything here is masculine. And I like to be my feminine because uh, I like to be creative and nurturing and connecting and all of those sorts of things. I thought maybe that's why I'm not connecting with this idea. So then I thought, well, if I could create a process for, you know, I mean, even the idea of setting a goal, that's very masculine, isn't it? But anyway, I thought if I can find a way of doing this with a handy little catchphrase that will make it easy for me to implement that integrates masculine and feminine, which is what I'm all about, and would allow me to call upon and integrate both energies in terms of manifesting what I want to achieve in the business, what would that look like? Okay, so good, right? Do you love it? This is like life in action, isn't it? (laughs) Okay, let me share with you. So this is what I came up with. I came up with this. And if you come up with one, please let me know because I I would love to hear it because you can probably come up with something better than mine. This is just what I came up with, um, sort of, you know, my, my moment of inspiration. What I've come up with is a heart goal. I know already we've shifted over from masculine smart to feminine heart, right? So I'm loving that. And so here's what I think us as people who are integrating spiritual practice in the private practice um, may like to play with when it comes to manifesting, right? Instead of goal setting, we're going to say manifesting. Here we go. H stands for we have an intention, okay? E stands for we embody the masculine and the feminine energies. A stands for aligning our heart, mind and soul. R means we require disruption from the everyday. I know, do you love it? Like where on earth did that come from? Talk about a download. I'll explain it in a moment. And T is they require commitment. So let me break it down for you. You all know how to set an intention now. If you don't, go back and listen to some of the previous episodes. Maybe not last week's. (laughs) But there are plenty of other episodes on intention setting, okay? E, for embodying the masculine and the feminine energies. So when you have something that you want to receive into the practice, so there's a feminine word again, isn't it? Receiving. We want to receive referrals. We want to receive opportunities. We want to receive turnover, whatever it is. The way to receive is to step into the feminine, but you can't receive unless the masculine structures and processes have been put in place. For example, if you want to receive five referrals this week, that's great. You can manifest with the moon. You can, you know, be creative. You can be expressive. You can disconnect. You can reconnect with nature. You can do all of those things. But those five referrals are not going to come to you unless you've taken some action, which is the masculine. So we want to integrate masculine, put your process in place, and then step back and allow it to happen, right? That's what I mean there. Align your heart, mind, and soul, right? So what this means is we need to actually believe that this this can happen. I mean, if I said, oh, let's manifest 75 referrals this week, 
I don't think there'd be many of you that would say, yeah, let's do it and believe that it was it was possible and that you were capable and all of those sorts of things. There are going to be beliefs, values, conflicts, all those things that come up. I'm not worthy. I'm not good enough. Um, 75 referrals would mean I generate this many thousands of dollars and I don't feel good about that because that's whatever, whatever, whatever. So that alignment means, you know, bringing everything back into where it needs to be. So you feel really comfortable about calling in and receiving whatever it is that you're focusing your intention on. Now, here's my favorite part, require disruption, okay? You and I both know that if we are going to set a goal for ourselves, that it's going to require us a lot of the time to step outside our comfort zone in one way, shape or form, right? We are not going to achieve, we are not going to, well, I mean, think about it, grow. <laughs> we can't grow if we stay playing small, if we're hiding, if we're playing safe, we have to um, be disruptive. And that means we have to, well, like a seed, you know, it's going to get planted in the soil and it's got to move its way up and it's got to disrupt the top layer of soil to burst out into the air, right? And receive all the goodness from nature. Just like you and your practice, you have to be disruptive. Think about creating a niche. You've got to go from being lost in the white space, um, from being having your practice not be visible, not getting referrals. You're saying you do everything for everyone all the time and you never discriminate and you do this and do that, but your books are empty. It's because you're not disruptive. Being disruptive in this sense means you've got to take a stand for something or you've got to take a stand against something and, and you know, you've got to be seen for whatever that is. My thing that makes, well, I'm sure you've got your own ideas of what makes me unique, <laughs> but I like to believe my practice and my style are unique because, you know, I, I practice what I preach. I live what I do. You know, I often share resources with my clients that, I'm using in my business that I've already pre-filled out with my own stuff. Like it happened a couple of weeks ago. I was helping somebody with her messaging and I'd been updating my own messaging and I just gave her my, my whole file on it. And she was like, oh my gosh, you actually do this. I was like, of course I do. <laughs> but you have to be willing to um, go there. I mean, the very term growth and the very term expansion um, are, are the opposite of of staying in the familiar you've got to be willing to disrupt the patterns of what's familiar for you and move out of them right oh yeah what I was going to say about my my unique difference is I believe you get to run a business whether it's a private practice or something else I believe you get to run that business by allowing yourself to be tuned in to whatever spirituality means for you that's my thing. So yes, there are other private practice coaches out there, but they don't do it this way. And those of you who are connected with me know that and you like that. And that's why you're here. And I appreciate you so much. But you know what? If you didn't like it, you wouldn't be here. And that's fine. You just go and find your own your own little tribe somewhere else, your own group of people somewhere else. And that's okay too. You know, there's space in the world for everyone, but you have to be disruptive. And for me to start this business, as you know, i really had to be disruptive, right? I had to leave a medical-based industry. I had to leave a 
20 plus year career behind. I had to leave 14 years of university education behind. I had to leave my identity behind in order to allow myself to do to do this. And it was by being disruptive that I got to create this beautiful, successful business that I have. So it doesn't matter what you're focusing on growing. If you're tracking your key performance indicators, which I know you all are, wink, wink, um, you will be focused on setting intentions around growth, right? That growth ain't going to happen if you're not doing something every day to, to, to disrupt, <laughs> I'm tripping over my words, to disrupt the status quo in your own private practice. And then the last thing is they require commitment, okay? So the intentions that you set do require you to commit to them. And that means taking aligned action. Now, you and I both know that when we're, tuning into source or energy or God or, or, you know, the words that you like to use, we know our job is not to worry about the how. We know things will come to us. We know the universe needs to, um, well, also disrupt things and reorganize things to make our dreams a reality. We know that. But there are certainly things we do to support ourselves, our practices, the universe along the way. Like we set ourselves up to receive, we work on our mindset, we um, make sure we've got processes in place for receiving new referrals, we've got onboarding processes, our um, payment systems work, our, you know, we've got notes um, taking, stuff working, it, it's, all, it's all there. But you have to commit. If you don't commit, you're not going to see the results that you want. It doesn't matter how much manifesting you do or how much visualizing you do. You must take that action. You must commit to taking that action, okay? And it doesn't mean you have to do a lot of stuff. Your action might just be setting the intention. Your action might be updating a policy. Your action might be rewording your copy on your website tweaking your message, attending a masterclass, booking in for, for something, right? It doesn't matter. But here's the thing. I think when you use this process and you use a heart goal, um, it's going to work better and be more effective because you're integrating masculine and feminine energies. And that's what we are all about. I think if you've tried SMART goals in the past and they've not worked for you, I, I'm just wondering if it's because they were too heavily leaning into the masculine stuff and maybe you're someone as a counsellor, as a psychologist, as a social worker that needed to be leaning more into the nurturing, the creativity, the receiving. Because when you're doing, 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 you're not receiving. Yep. Is this making sense? <laughs> it makes sense in my um, uncaffeinated mind. <laughs> I haven't turned on my percolator yet. <laughs> I didn't want the bubbling uh, going on in the background for you, but I'm going to have coffee now. Anyway, that's my thought. I think have a, have a go at heart-centered goals, and I'll give it to you again. So H is they have an intention. E is they embody masculine and feminine energies. A is they align your heart, mind, and soul. R is they require disruption from, from the everyday norm in your private practice, i.e. require you to do something different. And they require you to be committed to seeing it, seeing it through. Now, anybody can use this process, of course, 
as I said, it's just something I've dreamed up, but I think it's got a lot of energy behind it and I think it's got the capacity to be really quite powerful. And I think because it integrates masculine feminine, it's going to accelerate your joy because it's going to feel fun to do because you'll feel more, well, if you're aligned and you're connected to it, of course you're going to manifest it. Like I don't see how you can fail if you use a heart goal. I know it's a big statement, isn't it? But I really don't. I mean, if you sit down and you contemplate the H-E-A-R-T, if you really contemplate that and unpack that for yourself, I think you will see you can't fail if you use a heart goal. And you can create your own. What I'd love for you to do is, you know, work out whatever it is you want to see more of in your practice, create it as a heart goal, also create it as a SMART goal and maybe compare the two. See what results you get doing it as a SMART goal one week and a heart goal the subsequent week and just see the difference. And when you do a compare and contrast, I want you to not only look at the result, but I want you to look at other things too, like how were you feeling? What was it like for you to be Oh, I just got a Stripe notification that <laughs> some money's coming. That's nice, isn't it? I set up all these notifications on my PayPal and my Stripe to let me know where money comes in. Thank you, Marissa. <laughs> so good. Um, where was I? Distracted myself. Yes. So do a compare and contrast, not only for the result, but also how did you feel when you were doing it? What was your energy like when you were doing it? Um, did you have any aha moments? What did you receive? What did you allow? All of those sorts of things and just see for yourself the difference. And do you know what? If you're someone who's more dominant in their masculine energy, smart goals are going to be amazing for you because that's what you need. But if you're someone who is more in their feminine like I am, <laughs> then that key has been missing from smart goals. And I think the heart goal is going to get you so much closer to success. It's going to be amazing. All right. So with that said, um, yeah, try them. Let me know what happens. The other thing is I know people have been asking me for replays of the 52, oh, map 52 weeks of content. You can jump onto the website and you can grab that now. If you can't find it, let me know. I'd be happy to show you where it is or send you the link. Um, and the other thing is we have, so these masterclasses happen every month. They're $47 to attend. The replays with the workbooks and everything, they're $147 to get. So of course, the, the easiest thing is to just attend the real live masterclass, save yourself a bucket load of money. Um, but anyway, the next one is on marketing and we're going to be focusing on, um, I'm going to share with you my strategy that's going to feel really light and easy. That's going to help you generate more visibility, more referrals and deeper connections with perfect for your practice clients. And it is so much fun they go for about an hour we can stay back afterwards and have Q&A and hang out and all of that sort of stuff the support before and after um, and other stuff as well so if you want to come along to that please do just scroll down um, look for the masterclass link in the notes just tap that and um, yeah get yourself enrolled it's in two weeks on a Saturday morning you will get a recording so if you're unable to attend don't stress, you will get the replay and all the other goodies that go along with it. Okay. All right, my lovelies, have a very happy, 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 happy Saturday.
I've got to get ready now. I've got to quickly go and have coffee and then get ready. <laughs> get ready for my last day of PD. I can do it. I've got this. I know, I know, I know. All right, my lovelies. I'll talk to you soon. Bye. Thank you so much for listening to this episode of the Private Practice with Soul podcast today. If you're looking for clarity, if you need help with branding, your processes and bringing everything into alignment with your soul's purpose for your private practice, head to the show notes and click the link for more information about the Private Practice Monthly Mentorship Group. You are going to love it. I can't wait to see you in there. Thanks so much for listening. Bye.